It was, it was that tricky tick again that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, that tick gets around. Just, well, it's, I think that maybe it's been slut-shamed because I just I didn't notice its presence and for quite a while and I was waiting, wondering I, what I was happening. First I sent the anchor one and then I sent one via text because the anchor one didn't seem to have worked. Yeah, well that yeah. Hi everybody, welcome to Behind the Anchor Curtain and the glitches that happen and well the glitch happened in my brain. But there was we were conversating about a previous conversation about ticks and their consent and how it's implied with by the purple anyway. That was another episode. Was it another station? I think no, so. I don't know. No, same. it's right it here. My station, right so, here. So yeah, so one you, of the last episodes was, was yes. when Tick we talked stuff. about restraints. We talked about restraints. Yes, yes. So this time we're talking about a special lady who I was remembering a song about her. Um, chill, Jill. Chill, Joe. Chill, Joe. Yeah, you I got a sweet little baby. Chill, Joe. Chill, Joe. Chill, Joe. You got a sweet little darling. Well, according to Daniel, she still wants him. And he's saying, not yet. Of later. course, of course she does. She's been like anybody who's had something dangled in front of them. Like, and then taken away and then put in front of them, you end up becoming completely, like, head-fucked by the person who's doing this come-here-go-away game with you and you, you lose all sense of your own inner gravity or, you know, like, it's like being in a cult. You're just yeah. hypnotised by somebody doing that to you and a lot of guys... Unfortunately, like women, we, we're kind of enculturated to expect that and to be Pavlovian, like Pavlov's dogs and just like go, like go for that guys who behave that way, which is really shit because then guys do behave that way or I don't know, cart horse, whatever, um, um, chicken egg, egg. um, (laughs) but, um, but Jill, um, I, I keep telling Trudy that, um, you and Daniel are not like happily like skipping off into the sunset. I reckon Daniel's dicking you around and um, probably will forevermore. And I don't know if you could even like help yourself, like even if you wanted to, if you're fully cognizant of what was going on. I wonder at this stage if you could even pull yourself away from this dickhead, especially now you have this kid. So I kind of, in a way, I feel sorry for you. But um, but my boyfriend Derek thinks that you're you're actually like a villain. Yeah, yeah. He thinks that you're like you're actually the most villainous person in this whole kind of situation. I think Daniel is the biggest dick, um, like the biggest loser. The biggest dick is Daniel because he just like spins. He's got a, he's got all these bitches on sticks and he's spinning those plates and he's like, you know, got a stick for each bitch and he's like working his thing and he's fallen over drunk and smashing a lot of plates. 
that's all I can say. He's like, yeah. you know, I don't know. He's, it's, that's going to be an interesting one for Jill to report back to Daniel. Lulu said that you were <laughs> smashing plates with sticks and bitches. <laughs> uh, honestly, you can't be happy with Daniel because he's not a happy person. Mm. He's just upset with himself and he's going to remain upset with himself for a long time because he refuses to face his issues. Um, I mean, that could be said about us all as humans to different degrees, but Daniel, he's, he's on his own hat. We're all on our hamster wheels, but the faster you go, like without any real breaks or changes in the routine, like that's hamster life. Like you and I talk about having the hamsters in our brain with the repetitive thoughts. People have whole like massively repetitive lives. Like their whole life is one hamster wheel, like one groundhog day. Yeah. Um, And I can't, I just, I've been there. Um, and, uh, and with him and the, the whole ritual of getting drunk and watching Foxtel and stuff, like, I totally understand how you could like that, you know, the things that you feel safe that anesthetize you, you want to return to. And it's hard to be de-incentivized on your own, but like, I think, uh, Daniel, if you're listening, I think it's sad that that's you know, become your crutch because I think, I actually think that you're capable of a lot more, especially musically. I think, like, you're very, I think even Trudy would agree that you have a lot to contribute musically to the world. Awesome bass player. Um, Awesome. Yeah, and musician as well. Like, he's got a lot of wisdom as a musician. And, um, yeah. And as a sound artist, but he's just like, I don't know, whatever. Um, who's to like, it's hard to judge another person when you haven't like lived their life, haven't walked in their shoes. But then at the same time, you've got to hold people accountable. Otherwise, how the fuck do any of us know when we're being fucking dickheads? So, um, you know. <sighs> But yeah, Jill. Um, yeah, I. Um, I hope that that you get away from this guy because he's he's no good for you. He's he's only gonna he's pushing and pulling. He's only gonna like play it on. Um, if you look at attachment theory, you probably are the way you are because you've got a disorganized attachment. If you had a lot of shit. Like when you're really, really young, like then uh, it probably is like, yeah, like messing with your disorganized attachment so that you can't think straight. And um, if you're actually like safely differentiated from him, you'd be feeling a lot better. You'd have more energy for the rest of your life. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, we'll keep it short because that's all I really wanted to hear was some bullshit about Jill. Um, um, I wonder how, I wonder what, we'll have to report back in and find out how, you know, like Chinese whispers, like what Daniel ends up saying to you about it? 
Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird when he comes and says, you and Lulu said this and that. And I'm like, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Go and listen to the episode if you want. No, I'm not listening to anything he says. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit here and fucking remember the shit for you because I can't even remember shit. Like, I don't remember <laughs> what we said, but it wasn't that. I know it wasn't that. <laughs> if, you want me, if you want me to respond, send me a link to my episode where I said it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell me the time where it was too. Because yeah. I'm not going to sit there and listen back to you. <laughs> no. No, I'm not doing anything for those two. Like, at first I was happy for the baby being there because Daniel doesn't have a boy, right? Mm. So now he has a boy. Good on him, right? And then I was jealous of the baby because he was spending all his time going over there instead of spending his time helping me out. Um, and now I'm just like... Fuck the baby. I don't care what happens to it. Mm. Uh, if it was in hospital, I wouldn't do a spell for it to be better. Yeah. Um, that baby broke my fucking life. Mm. That baby broke my fucking life. Yeah. And that woman, that woman broke my life. And now here I am sitting weaving like an old maid. Who needs uh, an, a, an old maid with great taste? Yeah. People, her weaves, her weaves are, are, are real good and stuff. She, she made a really cool scarf for Fiona. A yellow scarf, and um, the first one she did was really awesome. It was kind of like gray, gray and white, right? Dark gray yeah. and white. Yeah, it's actually drying at the moment. It's um, it's not looking too bad. Haven't come out of the wash. Why don't you tell your listeners like your loom process? Oh, it's the same as everyone else's loom process and it's all already online. So I'm like, other people who do it better can tell it better than me. Oh, go on. Make, give give Jill it. something to have to listen to, dis- listen through, <laughs> and we're going to reveal, I'm going to reveal something at the end, something salacious. So. <laughs> all right. Well, this is how you do it. You thread the loom. With all the little hooks and all the little holes, and you stick yarn in holes. What does the loom? What does the loom look like? It looks like it kind of looks like a little cradle or something. Yeah, kind of. I suppose. Like a cross between a cradle and a harp. It looks like a loom, oh, but it's like it's it's little, like it's guitar sized, right? Yeah, it's about the size of the body of the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. So just to give people some context, so it fits on a table. You got to lock it onto the table, and then you, you like you wind the string around the bits. Yep, you tie it onto the back stick, and you thread it through the heddle. And you, I think then, you just made that word up. I didn't. This thing is called a heddle. I don't believe you. 
Well, you'll have to look it up if you don't. I it's fake news. Oh, it's called a heddle. Anyway, you put the yarn through the heddle, through the hole, and then ask, through the eyes. I'm going to ask Donald Trump. Go on. Ask Donald Trump. Donald Trump wouldn't know shit from weaving. He don't know shit about shit from hand drying. How do you think he got his hair that way? <laughs> I thought he that bought was, it. That was a good one. You got to admit. <laughs> I thought he bought that. <laughs> I think I think that it's um I thought you bought it from an old stripper actually. I think that it's uh like an alien that 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 fell to earth from Mars. Okay. And yeah. um and it's yeah like perfectly replicated itself to be able to to sit like cat like on the top of Donald Trump's head and mm-hmm. it's actually like it's desperately trying to to stop him from destroying the world <laughs> but like it's only small and uh and his um so you're being saying it's a benevolent head yes yeah that those moments when you hear like like rational sense come out of his mouth it's actually the hair it's talking. the hair talking yeah yeah, yeah. it's like he's let his guard down and then the the alien Hair alien gets to speak. I imagine if Tim was listening, he'd be killing himself laughing right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, Tim, there's if you're only, listening. There's only one listener I get on my station now. Really? Yeah, Jill. Jesus. I don't really get listeners anymore because I stopped just, doing Just her. one, really. Yeah, yeah, really. That's redundant. Sometimes I have three listens, but that's because I listen to my own podcast, so that's ridiculous. Um, so I'm not too worried. Um, because I stopped podcasting because of her. Um, because she's reporting back everything that I say to Daniel and in a uh, It's so I hated that when Danger was listening to everything all the time and she wasn't even well, she was reporting stuff to the Pokemon, but it wasn't like like real life. It wasn't nearly as I mean, it was horrible what I went through, but it was like tiny compared to your life, like because you, you had it actually in physically real life, and and then some. That's yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. Crazy. It is. Mm, Chill, Jill. You know, this, ver- this variegated yarn that I'm using looks really good in the weave. It's got it's the scarf that I made for Fiona. But this time I threaded the loom with it as well as um, weaving with it. So both of them are the same variegated yarn. So there's not, like, it's not green and yellow. It's just yellow and brown and Mm. yellow and brown. Mm. And it looks quite good, actually. Lovely. Lovely. So the salacious thing. um, So I got a new vibrator. Uh, I got two, actually. One that's just specifically for the clip. And the other that's like your more traditional kind of like rocket ship 
except it's more like rocket ship meets alien plant um, dildo, like vibrator, like turn at the bottom and it goes higher. It's good. Less buttons is good. Um, and, um, yeah, smaller than what I would probably, like, want if I was, like, wanting to, you know, hammer myself out. With a um, with with a piece of electronic equipment, but um, it's uh, um, roughly roughly the size of um, like uh, like what I'd say when I was younger. Most guys, you know, like about five inches, like about the the average size of most guys. Yeah. About, probably about the size of my ex-husband's dick. I tell you what, the size of the guy that I'm seeing at the moment, my God. Is he like, um, he's, he's, um, is he Greek? Is, oh, yeah. There's, there's this, uh, I, uh, mosaic in, um, or fresco or something in Italy that my friend saw that was like a tribute to the God of prosperity and he had grapes all around him and he was holding out like this, this dick, like, um, like two subway, two or three subway, like big sandwiches, like, like in front of each other, like holding it out, like one big long dong, like, like Mm -hmm. a ginormous, like tree branch coming out from his, from his nether regions. And just sort of staring oh. off into the distance with his big beard, and awesome. um, yeah, so um, so yeah, con comes comes from the land. Did I say Greece or Italy? Anyway, that part of Greece, the world, Greece. that part of the world, yeah. they're all the same, really. They stole each other's shit. The Romans stole from the Greeks, and the, I don't know history. I heard history is a thing and things happened and they repeat themselves. Yeah, things history never repeats. Tell myself before I go to sleep. I listened to that the other day. Fucking awesome. Squid End's awesome, man. Mm. I love I love everything, Tim Finn. Yeah. He's a smarty pants. If only I got to meet him. I reckon he'd like my songs if you heard him. I reckon a lot of people would like your songs if you had the reach. But you got to take into consideration the distribution networks. It's not just about the content. Mal- Malcolm Gladwell and his 10,000 hours is, is fundamentally flawed. You also need to get a boost in the distribution network. Get out there well, into the higher channels. Hopefully it's going to be picked up by a publisher and then the publisher does that work. Exactly. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that you can get boosted, but it's like you're in the capillaries at the moment and there's a lot of other stuff out there and it's hard to discern. And what I – I don't know if I've told you this before or not, but – when I was really like, I decided I wanted. I'm going to turn myself into an Instagram person. I don't. I was deleted at the time, and I got my neighbor. I got my neighbor to try to help me um, in exchange for, in exchange for um, dog sitting. 
So an exchange of dog sitting, I was going to become uh, uh, an Instagram influencer. <laughs> uh, starting first initial target of 1,000 people. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, God, where was I even going with this story? But... I don't know, but it's hilarious, so keep going. <laughs> I put so much stuff up. I just bombed it. Oh, that's right. I listened to a podcast which was about like people getting who'd got, it was interviewing people who'd become influencers on Instagram. And the pattern that I noticed was that at some point somebody had given them a hand up. Yeah. And that was the consistent thing with everyone's story is that you become friends with somebody who's got a bigger platform and then they give you a boost. And so that's one way. That's one way you can get into a larger distribution network. But I see it like, you know, arteries and veins and capillaries and stuff. Like it's Mm -hmm. like or like weed distribution. That's that's one of my favourite ones is like if you think about it, like how the different channels that weed can come through. But now it's all different with, like, the medical. So I got my medical um, yeah, prescription, but then they didn't send through the bloody authority. So I should be starting on Wednesday, hopefully. But um, it's half CBD. I really I wanted it high in THC, so I actually felt it because I need to feel it to make a difference to get me off the bloody... Uh, opioid medication that I'm on. I need yeah. I need a good like kick in the you know like, oh, yeah. this is better you know, um yeah. and to get me off it because you really need the incentive because otherwise those like crutches you know like and plus also I need something to take the edge off the fact that my body is craving those benzos you know my my amygdala is you know like starts after I really actually shouldn't be going off this epilepsy medication that they've got me on because when you uh, want although they say I'm not on that much it feels like I'm on a lot I'm on like um three uh three Valium two Xanax and one Endone a day so it's it's yeah I think not as bad as the people who are considered. Have you tried acupuncture? Oh, don't even. I'm asking. Yes, I've tried everything. Okay, I was wondering whether you had or not. Yeah. Um, I liked it for my back, but the guy said it would never heal my back. He couldn't fix my back, but he stopped the pain for about three days. It was good. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't like it when people say, have you tried? Because, like. No, I wasn't yeah. suggesting. I was asking. Yeah, I know. There's a difference. It's just the same. Um, it's the same words and it's the same tone of voice. So it's like, <gasps> ah, yeah. don't start telling me. Because, yes, I've about five times I've tried. Mm-hmm. So, and I've never found it to be effective. So, this guy's cute. Um, what guy's cute? It's okay. Um. Yeah, I'm resistant. Probably, I don't know if Trudy's the same, but I'm resistant, like a lot of people with illnesses are, 
to being given suggestions of what to do because you hear so many people giving you suggestions and it's either like it's just becomes tiresome and it feels like I get annoyed like people think I'm stupid because mm. like as like I wouldn't have thought to try it like everyone knows about acupuncture and no offense to you but just like it that's my my brain immediately. I was literally asking you, and I've had a five-minute diatribe because I asked you a question. I know. Right. I'm a terrible person. Yes, you are. Tell me a joke. Um, a man walks into a bar. Ouch. Exactly. See ya. Okay, bye. Bye, Jill. Bye, Jill. Chill, Jill. And, and fuck, fuck Daniel off for your own sake. And then Trudy will stop stressing so much because Daniel might actually uphold his responsibilities as a parent. There's something to pass on to him. Mm. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye. See ya. Some poetry and lyric writing exercise. And life seeps in as I'm sleeping, curves around corners and the spells just keep tumbling out, effectual ritual of the body, mind and spirit. Simple pliable syllables stacked together, elegantly, daintily, doing double duty. Here left with little thought, not going for a dream, yet going for a song. Freedom isn't all we need, we need to dwell inside the miracle of now. Raise our arms and voices to employ the cure for humanity's ills. Simple syllables can accomplish so much. Simple pliable syllables. Good in most situations. It's a work in progress. It's a giant piece of glued together cardboard with lots of different shapes on it. It's very inspiring. And the words fit around the corners and it's pretty cool. Even if I do say so myself. So that's your one minute of poetry from Condensation, your host of Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of all things independent. Trudy, hello, it's Maria. How are you? I haven't talked to you in so long. I hope you're doing okay. It's craziness in this world that we live in right now. I just started season four of my show out here. And I just wanted to call and let you know that I am going to make this entire season about meditation. So it's going to be really relaxing. And my intention is that it's a safe haven from the craziness that's happening all around us. So people can get a little bit recharged, a little grounded. So they're stronger. So... I hope you enjoy if you get a chance to stop by. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Condensation The place for conversation And you know If people don't agree with you Die the heck with them Hey uh calling in to say hello my friend and it seems I can't have uh, 
time with friends because friends haven't uh, favorited this podcast. So um, <clears throat> I would politely ask that maybe you favorite me so I can, well, have a phone with friends, you know, call a phone a friend for friends, uh, record with friends. And remember that today's been brought to you by Waffles. Pancakes leaving your flat. Waffles, the sexy pancake. You know, now that I am no longer in a relationship, um, I, uh, I have to say now, you can call me at your convenience instead of me calling you whenever to try to record with you. Um, because I don't know anymore, and, and honestly, I don't even know if you will want to talk to me anymore. I mean, it's, uh, I'm in hospice, and, you know, I'm getting ready to die. At least that's what they're telling me. So, um, hey, if you, uh, if you want to feel like talking, maybe about those sexy pancakes. You know, waffles, sexy pancake. Pancakes live in your flat. Waffles, sexy pancake. Peace. Hey, hope you have a nice Mother's Day. Really love what you put out and for being inspiring and just being yourself. Really helps a lot of people.